Hey everyone, this is Chris here for Midwest Coaster Fans. Wow, what breaking news do we have that came out on Tuesday, February 18, 2020. Now this is Coaster Therapy on Midwest Coaster Fans, but we're not talking about coasters tonight. We are talking about the fact that Indiana Beach is officially closing uh, after hearing this on Tuesday. I couldn't believe my ears. As many of you know, the Midwest Coaster fans has covered this park since we started last May of 2019. But also, many of us, such as myself, which my name's Chris, if I didn't know, I heard you introduce myself, and uh, Dustin from our team, we've gone here our whole lives. I'm 35, almost, and uh, Dustin's in his 20s, so he's been going his whole life. He's from the Monticello area. I actually went to high school out there, but my family's always gone to Indiana Beach. It's like a family tradition on my mom's side of the family. And wow, what a coincidence. What a, what, I, I, I'm just speechless. It took me till 1 o'clock in the morning to garner up enough energy to actually talk about this park because this park holds so many memories, not only to the community of Monticello, Indiana, but also in general, just overall to a lot of, you know, enthusiasts across the country, across the world have been to this park, this unique park that was designed on a beach with the premise to bring live music and some rides. Now, this park started back in 1926 as Ideal Beach from, you know, Tom Spackman Sr.'s father. I believe his name was Earl Spackman. And what he did is he created Kind of the same atmosphere that you would find at a park kind of like Cedar Point at the time. So you basically had toboggan rides, you had live music, you had a beach, you had, you know, not a lot of things, not a lot of things to talk about. But when Tom took the park over in the 50s, he slowly transitioned it over to what it is currently and changed the name over to Indiana Beach. And unfortunately, Tom got old. His kids didn't want to take over the park from him, so the park was sold in Morgan, to Morgan RV Resorts back in 2008. They owned the park till 2014, and then Apex took the park over in 2015, and here we are, 2020, the park closing, getting ready to be the fifth season for Apex Parks Group. Unfortunately, we don't have any buyers. We don't know much about what's going on with the park. We did start a petition. Myself and Dustin decided, let's start a petition. Let's get this park. Possibly, let's get a new owner, possibly, to go in there and uh, take back over Indiana Beach. Indiana Beach just holds so many memories. You have the water ski show that was one of only two water ski shows in the country for a theme park or an amusement park. The other one is still going on at Legoland, Florida. But other than that, there are no more than these two that have been presented. And it's very sad, guys. You had the first ever wooden roller coaster being built in the state of Indiana in a long, long time when Hoosier Hurricane was built. It was also CCI's first wooden roller coaster on like a hybrid structure, so it had steel supports to kind of make it longer lasting with a wooden track on top of it. 
Cornball Express occupies the same space because it utilizes the support structure, the same support structure that the Hoosier Hurricane was built on. When they were looking for space, CCI found space. And Cornball Express still remained one of our top wooden roller coasters that we have ever ridden. And I have ridden many and our team has ridden many. So we don't even know if we're ever going to be able to ride Cornball Express again or the Hoosier Hurricane. Lost Coaster, one of the most unique coasters ever built, was built through the mind of Tom Spackman Sr. and Tom Spackman Jr. Utilizing a ride that used to be called Superstition Mountain, redesigned to allow one of the first of its ever kind elevator lift systems for an, a roller coaster. Taking you through a mountain through different scenes to make it, it, it was just an overall fun ride until they added trim brakes on it. The trim brakes kind of slowed down the ride and it's not, it wasn't as fun as much as it used to be. Tiger, one of the last remaining Scorchoff coasters. Amazing coaster. Steel Hog, one of the only El Locos ever built and ever manufactured by SNS. And Al Weber, sorry, not Al Weber. And Alan Sheik helped design that coaster. And you have some elements that you can find on RMCs today from this coaster that was at Indian that was it at Indiana Beach. Unfortunately, Galaxy ended up leaving the park. Falling Star was still there and Falling Star was a really great flat ride. The swings over the water, the paratrooper over the water, the scrambler over the water, Frankenstein's Castle, which is voted the second best walkthrough attraction uh, designed again by Tom Spackman Sr. There's so much I could say about this park. There's so much that I don't want to say because it's upsetting me right now. And uh, when a park holds so many memories to you, you know, you remember being really young and your mom holding you in place on a sea dragon. And that same sea dragon is still at Indiana. Was still at Indiana Beach, and you took your own kids on that. And then you did the same thing to your own kids and held on to them so they wouldn't slip out. Even though they were tall enough, you still made sure they were. You, you held on to them tight. From watching, you know, your your sons ride their first roller coasters at this park before moving over to bigger roller coasters at other parks. Watching, you know, your middle child ride his first ever upside down roller coaster known as Steel Hog. There's just so many memories I have of this park. I have pictures of it. I have memories in my head, but yeah, it's something that you're hoping that your kids would be able to take their kids to when they got older. Indiana Beach was around for 94 years. 94 years. It was six years away from celebrating its 100th year of being around. And not only am I saddened by this, but many residents of Monticello and many other people who visited this park for 
from all over the country and all over the world are sad and they hear the loss of Indiana Beach. I could blame it on Apex. I could blame it on the market. The reality is the park kind of had a downturn after Spackman sold it to Morgan. Apex tried to bring it back. They didn't do everything that I agreed with. I thought they could have done more. I thought they could have listened more. But all in all, it's hard to get rid of a bad stigma. We know many parks are recovering from that, that are still around. <clears throat> but, you know, it is what it is a business. Maybe we'll get a buyer, maybe we won't. If we don't get a buyer, all we're going to have is memories. All these rides are up for auction right now. Which, guess what, guys? You know what that means? Another small park's going to be gone. Another small park is just going to have memories. And you know what? I wasn't ever thinking that we were going to have to do a history of a park or, you know, abandoned park series on Indiana Beach. I was like, you know, this park's going to be one of those parks that's going to be around forever. I know many of you are listening to this podcast right now and you're like, yeah, you know, you're right, Chris. You know, I took my kids there. My mom took me there. You know, there's so many memories from people from the Chicagoland area, from people in the Indianapolis area, all over the state of Illinois, all state of, all over the state of Indiana. High school trips there. You know, teenagers just wanting to have a good time getting away and going to the disco. Yes, there was a place called the disco where we used to have dances. We'd be teenage dances and we'd all get together. We'd all meet people there. You know how it goes. So many, a lot of memories there. You know, taking your high school girlfriends out on the boardwalk to walk around, look at the lights. You know, taking your first bite of a taco shop, taco, which guess what? Taco shop is still around. It's in downtown Monticello. In case you were wondering, yes, that is still there. (coughs) Taking your first bite of a Prano Pup. (coughs) I apologize. My throat's a little dry tonight as I'm doing this podcast. Brano Pup's gone, you know, one of the best elephant ears that I've ever experienced, now gone. I, did, I, I could go on and on and on. Some of the best cheese fries that I ever had were at Indiana Beach. And I've been to a lot of amusement parks, I've been to a lot of theme parks all across the United States, and I can tell you one thing, there was just something about this little unique park in the middle of Monticello, Indiana, on Lake Schaefer, it always held a special place to me. Maybe it was because it was one of the first parks my mom took me to. Maybe it was one of the first parks that I watched my kids have their first rides on or their first roller coaster rides on. You know, between, you know, having shooting matches with my kids on Den of the Lost Thieves to taking that memorable sky ride over the top of the park from one end to the other or taking the Schaefer Queen out on Lake Schaefer and seeing all the nostalgia views of from Lake Schaefer of Indiana Beach and its roller coasters overlooking the park. The park will always have its memories, like I said. But memories don't amount to ride experiences anymore. And I know many of you didn't get a chance to go to Indiana Beach that are listening to this podcast, and I wish you guys would have. It was a unique park. Some people liked it. Some people didn't like it. It it was never designed to be a Cedar Point. It was never designed to be a Kings Island or a Disney World or Universal Studios. It was its own identity. It was known as Indiana Beach. 
Nothing could take that away from the park. The original owner, Tom Spackman Sr., went to the New Jersey boardwalk and liked it so much that he built an own, his own version of the boardwalk at Indiana Beach. The Ferris wheel had great views of the park. The water ski show, you know, you would pay your couple dollar admission prices over to just walk up and down the boardwalk. Sometimes you didn't want to ride any roller coasters or rides. You just wanted to walk up and down the boardwalk, grab a bite to eat at the taco shop, or maybe you just wanted an elephant ear, or maybe you just wanted some cheese fries. And then you would watch the water ski show on a Saturday afternoon. And you know what, maybe you're like, you know what, I have some extra money. Let me go ride one time on one of the roller coasters. I don't want to pay for a whole day, I just want to pay for one ride. So you did that. Or I can remember memories of when I was in high school paying the $2.50 or $3 to walk into the boardwalk and people throwing away their combo wristbands onto the ground and me and my friends having scotch tape and putting the bands over our wrists and putting scotch tape on top, being able to go on the coasters for a couple hours before the park closed, riding Hoosier Hurricane and Cornball Express over and over and over and over and over again. This is back in the early 2000s. Or my first job was at Indiana Beach at the Prana Pub. And I remember sitting there making a lot of, you know, hot dogs, a lot of Prano Pups, helping the owner, getting everything ready to go. It was my first job, not my favorite job, but I just love the atmosphere of Indiana Beach so much that I loved being there. But I always made sure, certain that when I, even when I was in the Army... And when I came home in the summertime, I always stopped by Indiana Beach to do one visit. I actually worked there for a little while on one of my on one of my leaves because they needed extra help in August after the kids went back to school, and I ended up running some rides over there as well. Brought back a lot of good memories. I still remember these days. I still remember everything from this park. Nothing could take that away. Not Apex closing this park. Not Monticello, Indiana, losing this park. Hopefully an owner can come by and replace some of the stuff. But if they sell a lot of the attractions off that I'm used to seeing, the scrambler over Lake Schaefer, the swings over Lake Schaefer, things like that, double shot overlooking Lake Schaefer, the first drop on Hoosier Hurricane that led to the second drop underneath the suspension bridge, Sometimes parking on the south end of Indiana Beach just to be able to walk across the suspension bridge because it was such a beautiful sight to see this park from the suspension bridge. And then taking the sky ride from the south end to the north end of the park so that, you know, you could grab that Prano Pup or so you could grab the first ride on double shot. The tilt-a-whirl across from fascination, which is still to this day one of the most famous games that Indiana Beach held on to. Hopefully we see more of these memories get passed on to other parks, but it won't be the same. There's so many memories I could say. I mean, I remember the fresh smell of wood after all these roller coasters were built, such as Cornball Express and Lost Coaster Superstition Mountain when they brought in their first ever looping roller coaster known as Steel Hog. And it was just 
nostalgia at its best to see a small park being able to afford these type of roller coasters. Spackman did his best. They averaged 900,000 visitors a year back there, back then. And unfortunately, after the Morgan years dropped down to really low levels. Fireworks on the lake. The lights of the boardwalk at night. Many parks shut down their lights, or they don't have lights like Indiana Beach did. The Ferris wheel kind of identified the boardwalk, but all the neon lights along the boardwalk and all the rides running at night, you know, it's nothing you could find at any other park in the country. This park came alive at night more than during the day, so many of you know what I'm talking about when you're at Indiana Beach at night. It was a park like no other. Taking the cruises on, you know, Schaefer Queen, even though there were short cruises at night, the park all lit up. You got some very good photos, very good video. What's going to remain of this park, though? Is it all going to be torn down besides the roller coasters known as Hoosier Hurricane, Cornball Express, and Lost Coaster? Is that all we're going to see left of this park when everything's said and done? I hope not. I hope we hit somebody to come in that carries on this tradition because if Indiana Beach closes for good, not only are we going to see a point of Indiana history gone, but many memories of these families like such as myself that have with their kids, that have with their parents, are now gone too. And the only thing you have to look at are videos or photos or memories inside your head. I could sit there and complain, but you know, at least Apex bought out the park, kept it going for another five years. I just hope that somebody keeps it going for a lifetime longer so my kids can bring their kids to the same park that my mom brought me to and her parents brought her to. And on and on and on. This park, 94 years old this year. Six more years, it would have been 100, like I said. And one thing remains to me, Indiana Beach will always hold something special. And many roller coaster enthusiasts and other people that are listening to this podcast right now know what I'm talking about. It was a unique park. It was a park like no other. Cedar Point might have that title, a park no like no other, but Indiana Beach had a uniqueness like no other because the rides there you could not find anywhere else. You can't find roller coasters anywhere else. The airtime on Cornball is an airtime that I wish I could experience on many other wooden roller coasters, and I'll never be able to experience it again unless a miracle happens. Miracles do happen, look at Kentucky Kingdom, but it's very rare that it actually happens. And unfortunately, this is the stigma. This is what we call the roller coaster, the amusement park industry as of now. Small parks are a dying breed, and it's very unfortunate we keep on seeing more and more of these parks go. We saw, you know, Coney Island go in Cincinnati. Now it's Indiana Beach and Fantasy Island. What's going to be next in the United States of America? What nostalgia do we need to hold on to from our past? The reason why when I went to Kennywood last summer for the first time, I loved it so much because it had that old classic feeling or old classic feel to it. You don't find that at these corporate parks. You don't find it at Disney World, Disneyland, Universal, Busch Gardens, SeaWorld. You only find it at these small parks that have a uniqueness to them. Cedar Point, Kennywood, Knobles, places like that. 
places like that in Indiana Beach, places like Holiday World, places that have their own uniqueness to them. And with that being said, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you have many memories of Indiana Beach such as I have had. And I apologize for this long, you know, drawn out conclusion, but we're going to have a long video on this great park here coming up soon. And it's going to be hard to film that because I hold, I have many memories of this park. So as I'm talking about it, it's going to be harder to talk about it. I can't imagine anybody else having to experience what I've had to experience with my home park being gone. This is right before I'm heading down to Orlando to move down there for good. But Indiana Beach will always be my home park. It's kind of like Six Flags Great America was my home park when I lived in Chicago. But Indiana Beach has been my home park for 14, 15 years now. And yeah, I'm close to Kings Island and Holiday World as well. But Indiana Beach was only an hour and 45 minutes away. And I'm saddened to say it's time to let this wonderful park go and many memories will still remain. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Please be sure to subscribe to our content on YouTube. Go to patreon.com forward slash Midwest Coaster fans and subscribe to our Patreon account. Go to Facebook, Instagram, and also like our pages. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and there'll be many more coming up here soon on Midwest Coaster Fans. With that being said, this is Chris signing off. Until next time, thanks for listening.